Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The FT. From the Financial Times, this is hard currency. The market has for weeks been waiting for Mario Draghi to deliver. So, did the European Central Bank president give it what it expected? Absolutely not. A damp squib of monetary easing measures announced by the ECB on Thursday, including only a modest cut in the deposit rate, sent the market into retreat. Up went the euro, down went bond and equity prices, and Mr Draghi's reputation is looking in a rather sorry state all of a sudden. Welcome to Hard Currency, the FT's podcast, looking at what's been happening over the course of the week in the world's biggest market, and it's a very, very important week. My name is Roger Blitz, and there's no doubt that Super Mario has lost his sparkle. Overpromised and underdelivered. A white knight who failed to show up. Those are some of the remarks being thrown in the way of the ECB president by FX strategists and others. So, what's gone wrong? And is the much-expected policy divergence across the Atlantic now under threat? Well, with me to discuss Super Mario and the implications of the ECB's dramatic failure to please the market is Talos Van Vakidis, the FX strategist at Bank of America, Merrill Lynch. Talos, let's go straight to it. What's your reaction to Super Mario and the ECB? Well, this was uh, a first uh, for Mario Draghi. In a way, the markets uh, had become spoiled uh, by him uh, in the past, always uh, creating high expectations and delivering something more. This time around, actually, the markets, we can say that they were even pricing uh, over-deliverance from Draghi, and this is why markets got disappointed. Actually, the ECB under on all fronts. He's failed on every one of them. I mean, the deposit rate didn't go far enough as far as the market expected. The, the extension, the accumulation of measures weren't anything. Black mark on all fronts. That's true. And he avoided a number of times uh, the question about disappointing markets. Uh, this is in his press conference. In, during the press conference. When he was asked uh, about uh, the ECB being open-ended, uh, he said uh, uh, not, not exactly. So definitely that was much less dovish that, um, than we were expecting. And what was surprising was that in the past, Draghi and other ECB officials in recent weeks had many opportunities to manage market expectations better, and, and they didn't do it. In fact, they did the opposite. They were, exactly. they were pushing the idea of quite a dramatic move. And therefore, do you think there's been some kind of dispute within the ECB as a result, different, different ways of approaching this? Or maybe it's actually the fact that the Eurozone economy is looking more robust than, than we realized. Well, it could be. I mean, uh, Draghi said there was a, a strong consensus, but uh, uh, it was uh, not a unanimous decision. The economy has been doing better, and uh, during the press conference, uh, Draghi uh, discussed the details, but the truth is that they are missing uh, their inflation uh, target. So we do believe that it is very likely that they will be uh, forced to extend QE uh, again, most likely sometime uh, next year. God, we're going to go through all this once oh, more. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I mean, Eurozone data has been improving, which is uh, good news for QE. But the Eurozone has a lot of slack. Uh, it has uh, the largest output gap in Z10 economies. 
So actually, it will take a lot of good data before we start seeing some inflation. To what extent is um, is therefore this great you know, divergence across the Atlantic now in jeopardy. I mean, uh, we've been walking our the way to the end of the year, uh, expecting a large dose of uh, ECB monetary easing, and we're expecting uh, the Fed to tighten. This doesn't change the calculation for the Fed, does it? Not really. I mean, the theme uh, remains an important market driver. The ECB has not eased to the extent that the markets were expecting, but still what they announced today uh, is monetary policy easing. And uh, what is interesting is Ms. Yellen's statements yesterday suggesting that they are ready to hike in December and the pace of future this hikes will depend... On Wednesday, her, her speech. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And the pace from now on will depend on the inflation outlook. So definitely monetary policies are diverging, perhaps not as fast as the market was expecting in recent weeks. I mean, if Draghi was walking the market towards further monetary easing, then there's no doubt Yellen is also walking the market to tightening. So... There is the prospect that the, the payrolls data on Friday, the, the jobs data, I mean, if that were to surprise on the downside, then what, all bets are off really, aren't they? Indeed, I mean, tomorrow's number is extremely important. If we get a decent number, it doesn't have to be as strong as the last print, which was surprisingly strong. I will say anything above 100 will be consistent with the Fed hike in December. But you remember that two months ago, we were getting very weak data. If this is what we get, the Fed might still hike, but definitely if we get a weak print, the market will price a lower probability for a December hike and a much slower pace afterwards. So I think tomorrow's number is the last important number before we get the December hike. What do you think about the market's positioning on the euro? To what extent has has a lot of it been brought on by these these ultra short positions that, that have been taken is the market overextended itself in that in that way i mean tomorrow's price action clearly demonstrated that the market was indeed a short euro according to our analysis the position was not as stretched as it was back in march but it was getting there it was about 80% of the march peak which was definitely a stretched uh, position. Stretch, yes. uh, and definitely short euro dollar is the most uh, crowded trade uh, in GTNFX at this point. It's crowded. So do we talk about parity? Do we come off those predictions now? Or do we still think that uh, the euro is going to get lower, depending on, on a good, as you say, a good payrolls data and a hike by the Fed in, in December? Actually, we do expect uh, euro dollar to gradually weaken Further, our projection is that it will go below parity to 0.95 by the end of 2016. But there are clearly risks for a squeeze higher of the euro dollar short position as indeed we experienced today. So it's not going to be a smooth path. Further weakness is consistent with the difference in the output gaps between the eurozone and the US and further divergence of monetary policy. But the path might be more volatile than what we have seen this year. Okay. I want to talk to you about 2016 because I suppose what the Draghi ECB issue on Thursday has thrown up is the relationship between central banks and the market. This very, very tight pursuit of price action following what central banks say. Do you expect that to be different next year? Yes, I think next year will be different. And actually, there is a very strong market 
consensus that next year will be very similar to this year. In this terms, year, very in, similar in terms of what? In, in terms of uh, central banks driving markets, in terms of the broad trends that we have seen this year to continue, the dollar rally, the sell-off in emerging markets, uh, very low inflation uh, anywhere in the world. You see, all uh, that's continuing. Uh, yeah. I think this is the consensus. We believe this is not the case. Uh, I'm not saying that these uh, trends are going to reverse, but I think when we have such broad trends that we had this year, this creates a relative value opportunities. So I think uh, one will have to be more tactical, more selective next year. And more skeptical about what central banks Absolutely. Do what do you think is the world of EM? How do you think it's looking at this dual battle? It's not a battle really between them, but this, this dual focus and attention. Do you think that this changes the projections for them? Indeed, emerging markets is a very good example of how next year will be different from this year. This year, we saw a sell-off in emerging markets uh, across the board, uh, almost regardless of fundamentals. Now, emerging market effects looks very cheap. Actually, the emerging market uh, trade has been a QE trade, a Fed QE trade. Everybody was buying during Fed QE and everybody has been selling since the Fed stopped QE. I think now that uh, the Fed will start hiking and will get some clarity on their policy reaction faction, the market will become more selective in uh, uh, EM assets, particularly in FX, and uh, they will start, the investors will start actually going long on some emerging markets with strong fundamentals that their exchange rates uh, look undervalued at this point. So more selective in emerging markets next year. Okay, just finally, Thanos, Mario Draghi, a bad day on Thursday or just another day? I'm trying to get an idea whether he's actually more relaxed than the market is about the scale or the pace or whatever of monetary easing? I think it was a bad day compared to the very good days he had before. <laughs> so in relative terms, yes, it was a disappointment. Okay. My thanks to Tanis Van Vakidis of Bank of America at Merrill Lynch. All the latest Forex news and analysis is on our website, ft.com forward slash FX. But do let me know any thoughts you have on FX or this podcast by emailing me on roger.blitz at ft.com. And join us next week for Hard Currency, when we'll have a whole host of things to discuss. The Swiss National Bank is meeting to discuss uh, the ECB's moves, as well as the US jobs data we've just been talking about, and what all that means for the all-important Fed meeting on December the 16th. We look forward to your company next week. Goodbye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you might like to try our FT News podcasts which focus on one of the main issues of the day and bring you the insights and expertise of our global network of journalists, as well as outside contributors. You can download these at ft.com slash podcasts most days of the week. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's Corient.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm.